Happy day, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world and whatever time you are listening to the podcast. Again, welcome to the World Changers podcast. I'm so excited that you took the time to listen to this podcast today. And as a follow up to our last post on Decisions Matter, I felt led to definitely continue on with some practicality when it comes to the formations of our decisions. All right. And so as you are continuing to go about your life and making choices that affect the future, uh, I want to leave you with a few bit of PowerPoints that um, have helped me and that I know that have helped others that I do life with. And I want to do mention that um, these are not, of course, the golden standard for every single life out there in the world. But I hope that what I share with you in these few moments can help aid you in some way as relates to the decision decision making uh, process that you will have to make as you move forward towards your destiny and purpose. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about in the practicality of decision making, because it matters, is number one, pray. And everything that you do um, in all that you are Cultivate a lifestyle of prayer, praying and seeking God, being intentional to really take the plans, the purpose and the product that you have and to lay it before him and to say, God, here's what you have given me. This is the impression. This is what I felt led to do and to create how and and, and, and being intentional and in, in, in saying how do you wish you want me to follow out or accomplish this task goal or production of a product having those regular conversations and meaningful times with god is a huge 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 component and how you will be then enabled to form the choices and make the decisions that you need that is necessary for you to succeed as you move forward in all that you do and all that you are i cannot emphasize enough to continue to be steadfast or if you're not already there start cultivating a lifestyle of prayer uh for your dreams and the visions that god has uh, given you the next thing that i want to uh follow up in is plan Preparation does matter. I should do a whole podcast on preparation. Um, you have to be intentional in preparing. The Bible says uh, that faith without works is dead. And if you are going to God in prayer and say, God, I am hoping and I'm praying that with your grace and by the leading of your Holy Spirit to accomplish um, this task and you're praying and you're seeking God and you're following what you have to do in prayer, after that amen um, comes some action. And you have to be able to, to apply preparation and planning 
towards your prayer life so that you can be able to make a healthy decision towards your future. You, we, I cannot emphasize this enough because many times we just we pray and um, we believe that the answer is going to come out of thin air. But in reality, um, we have to also put in the work to make what we believe we are called to do possible. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, put the work in. All right. Put the work in. So um, as I mentioned before, James 2 um, is what I quote early from the scripture. James 2, 14 through 26. Faith without works is dead. Um, it doesn't profit anyone to have faith, but not have any works. You have to put in the action. So prayer was number one. Planning it and preparation is number two. And number three, I want to encourage you to seek wise counsel. Take the time to talk to an elder, a spiritual leader, a mentor, um, a, you know, someone who you can trust. All right. Now, I do want to precaution you with this. Be careful in asking multiple people their thoughts on a decision. If you ask five people what their thoughts are, you're more than likely going to have five different takes on your approach. All right. Be very cautious with that. If you can have, I would recommend that number one person or at most number two person that you know that you can trust. Um, I would seek that wise counsel, be intentional, really sketch out the entire parameter of what that decision entails and who are in uh, who who will potentially be affected by that decision? Lay it out in plain English so that you can communicate. And then also, as you're seeking wise counsel, do not expect an immediate answer. All right, I believe that it's not the best interest of yourself and the person that you're seeking out counsel from to expect an, an answer at the drop of a dime. If you're going to make world-changing decisions, it's going to take some time and some diligence to really just process and marinate what needs to take place before the decision can be fully executed. So share it. Say, hey, mentor, I want to meet with you for 30 minutes to an hour. I have a major decision that I want to uh, share with you. But before I make a move, I want you to get your uh, advice, your counsel, what your thoughts are on the matter. And you can get, get back to me within the week um, or within tomorrow, whatever time frame is suitable for you. And I would love to kind of just get your insights so I can be better um, aware and better equipped on how to move forward for that goal, dream, purpose, plan, etc. Number three, again, was seek wise counsel. Number four is I want you to consider what's wise versus what's good. Just because something looks good for a to, for for you to make a decision does not necessarily mean it's wise. Yeah, it's good that you may want to launch that business, but is it necessarily wise that you do it at a certain time of your life? Considering your credit, considering your age, considering many other things and other factors, 
Is it wise? Because you're not just looking at what's good for your own sake, but you're also looking, all right, what's not only good for me, but what? how is this also going to benefit those around me? That That is the mindset of world changers altogether, that we don't just foc- focus on us and how we are reaping the benefits of a decision, but we're also considering the other individuals, the key figures, the stakeholders, those that might be directly or indirectly um, impacted by the choice that we make, and we move with that mindset. I'm not saying that you're considering financial um, stability or your uh, relational capital as limitations to who you are. You know, you don't say, oh, because I don't have enough money, um, it's unwise. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if you're thinking about launching um, uh, your plan, your dream, your your purpose, your vision, be considerate of how this is going to have a profound effect, not just for yourself, but for those around you. And take the time to see if this is going to be wise for you to follow. I want to encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. as you continue to uh, be formed as a world changer, as you're beginning to rise and all that you do, um, I, I highly prescribe the, the, the book of Proverbs. Read it from chapter one all the way to the end. There's so much fruit. There's so much gold and wisdom that is within that book, and it can help enhance your decision-making process as a young adult and as a growing person in this world. Number five and last, be led by the Holy Spirit more than being led by your gut. Sometimes you'll often hear in business and a lot of the secular circles or in just the world in general, people might just say, go with your gut. Just go with your gut. Go with what you feel works for you, what's best for you, um, and just go with your gut. Again, the problem with that is us, all right? Again, if we are planning to be influencers and individuals that seek to have a profound um, impact that is going to not just go beyond who we are, but even the generations that come after us, we have to go beyond just our gut. Our gut uh, is not always dependable. Sometimes our feelings change um, depending on our mood, depending on the day, depending on what we're worried about and stressed out about. And uh, it's not always 100 uh, percent trustworthy. OK, and I'm talking from personal experience on this line for sure. But being led by the Holy Spirit, you cannot be wrong. Um, as children of God, we have the ability uh, to lean into God, um, to trust and depend on his spirit as he is going to lead us in where we should go. The Bible speaks that, that, that as children of God, that we are led by the Spirit of God. Jesus said in the Gospels that when the Holy Spirit would come, uh, he mentioned that he would be a counselor, that he would be a teacher, that he would be a comforter. Um, but uh, let's not forget the fact that he's a guide. Um, that he, Here's what the word of the Lord says, that he would guide you into all truth. Okay, He's a teacher. 
He's a guide. The Holy Spirit operates in such a way that as we are continuing to be active participants in the kingdom of God, we have the grace or the undeserved favor of God plus his Holy Spirit to enable us and to uh, uh, co-lead alongside us or we, I should say, we co-lead and follow the direction of the Holy Spirit as we move forward to make these world-changing decisions. We're not driven, we're not forced, we're not dragged by the Holy Spirit of God, but we are led by the Holy Spirit of God. In other words, that we are invited to come alongside him and to work alongside his spirit so that we can be effective in what we do. So again, Take time to consider in your own personal life, as I will myself, these five core points that can help you to make practical choices, um, to make uh, lasting decisions towards your future. Pray, plan, seek wise counsel, consider if this decision is wise versus if it's good. And then most importantly, I cannot emphasize enough, be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited for many of you that are going to continue to go forth and change the world. I want to leave you with two case studies before I end this. Example number one, David. When you get a chance, read 1 Samuel chapter 30, you will see a time in David's life of extreme, extreme pressure, extreme demand. And one thing that I love and I thoroughly enjoy about David amongst a lot of things is that under extreme demand or extreme pressure, David consistently pursued the presence of God. It it wasn't like, oh man, I'm under a lot of pressure. Let me go ahead and, um, you know, explode on a coworker or on my family or on a loved one or, you know, some, some, some of the things that we do because we're under a lot of pressure. Um, and, 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 in being under high pressure, David was intentional in pursuing the presence of God. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, here you see a very um, obvious way that he does this is, um, you know, he, him, his um, his group of men that um, he that that he has that he's influencing that he is um, trying to overcome a battle or a struggle. They're they're at a place of complete desperation. They lost. A lot of things. The Bible says in First Samuel uh, thirty-seven that then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of of Amimelech, he says, "Bring me the ephod." Um, and Abiathar brought him the ephod. And David inquired of the Lord, "Shall I pursue? Um, and will I overtake them?" And then the Lord answered David. David had this consistent pattern that as he inquired of God, God replied. God answered. Seek God. God provides an answer. Seek God. God provides an answer. Another case study is Judges 4. There's a woman of God named Deborah. She's a prophetess. She's a mighty woman of God. And God, as she is following, here it is, the Spirit of God gives her divine instructions to have the insight in how to lead an army or a group of men um, to overcome uh, their enemy. And in that case with Deborah um, and with uh, David, we see that God is using women and men interchangeably 
to have insight and strategy on how to overcome the obstacles of their day and age. Hey, you may not be leading an army or you may not be strategizing on how to overcome an oppressive uh, or an oppressor of, of a nation, but nevertheless, as we continue to seek God, because we are in a lot of ways um, coming against the kingdom of darkness and we are coming against a lot of the uh, invisible factors of the world, whether it's economic injustice or social injustice, um, whatever the case may be, God is still able to give us the insight necessary by way of his Holy Spirit so that we can be effective in changing the world. But we have to be willing to cooperate with his Holy Spirit. One of my favorite quotes that I heard a long time ago is that God does not need our help, but he definitely needs our cooperation. We are co-heirs. Jesus says that we are co-laborers with his spirit in the kingdom. And so as we recognize that we come alongside the spirit of God, may we be intentional. May we take the time to really focus in to his spirit on how he wants to use us and to work in us and through us to change the world. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the World Changers Podcast. It would mean so much to me if you would subscribe, leave a review, and also share us with another world changer. We'll see you next week.